Hello and welcome to the 54th episode of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I am still Jordan. As some of you at home may have noticed, uh, we didn't do an episode last week. And that was because Jordan was sick. So we decided to postpone the recording. So today, we'll be discussing last week's chapter 1051, as well as this week's chapter 1052. Uh, for that reason, in the interest of time, we will also be postponing the reread for this week. So whatever I said we would do this week, last week, we'll do next week instead. Um, and I'll have those uh, chapter details in the description in case you need to refer back to them. Yeah, just say week uh, a few more times to make sure that that's <laughs> not confusing at all. I'll try my best. Uh, before we get started, though, I would like to ask you to leave a review or a like, uh, etc. on whatever your platform is. Share us around. We'd appreciate it. And as a further reminder, we would like to read comments on the show. So if you have questions or concerns, let us know. Uh, or Jordan's going to eat your parents. We don't want that. He'll get a tummy ache. Yeah, I don't know how I'll find him, but it's it's in my wheelhouse, apparently. <laughs> Believe you me, he'll find him, though. Uh, with all that out of the way, we'll be jumping right on in to chapter 1051, then later 1052. Good old emotionless excursions. Uh, yeah, this one's... Pretty simple. They are walking, and they are exploding. That's pretty much all there is to say. Yeah, I got nothing here. <laughs> not, not much of note happened on the 1051 cover page. This will jump right on into it. 1051, Shogun of Wano, Kozuki Momonosuke. Starting off in the capital where last we checked in, Dragon Momonosuke and Denjiro and Ko had just swooped in to say, yo, I'm not Kaido. Uh, still freaking out about it, though. Uh, fortunately, From the Mist emerges with a, yo, Kinemon. There he is, not dead. Doing his signature pose. <laughs> Indeed, missed that guy. Yeah, I think that might actually be Odin's pose, but whatever. Uh, I don't see Odin here to make a complaint, so it's Kinemon's now. His inheritance, if you will. Finders keepers. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, from the mist emerges the remaining scabbards. Uh, had 1052 not come out, I would have pointed out at this time that two scabbards are notably absent for mysterious reasons. Uh, I wonder where Izo and Ashura Doji are. Uh, Where could they be? Somewhere very happy, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They're in a really good spot. Uh, but in their absence, uh, who we got here? We've got our fishman friend, uh, Kapamatsu, uh, Inuarashi, uh, Neko Mamushi, Kiku, the ninja ones, Raizo and uh, Shinobu, for some reason. The whole gang is here. Kind of. Uh, all that can be. I suppose. Well, let's see. Conjuro's also kicked out and or dead regardless. 
Izo wasn't really a member of the team in the first place. And with Ashura Doji gone, we add Shinobu. So I guess they are still down one member on Nuts. The Atazaya 8. It just doesn't have the same ring to it. No. I guess the people of Wano here didn't have the, the thought to do a quick count. But you know what? They're all drunk, so <laughs> I will forgive them just this once. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're all freaking out. Oh man, I thought they had died, but turns out Toki was correct about that whole prophecy business. Uh, I think they said either earlier in this chapter or maybe in the last chapter. Oh man, gotta go set up the, the light snails. And they are projecting this image all across the country. Ringo, Hajimai, Kibi, Curry, and even Babanuki and Diddle Udon. Uh, they're light scrolls, not snails in this situation. Uh, like I said, light snails. Yeah, they just they float away if you're not careful. Yeah, you don't see the shells on those screens there? Mm, oh, th there they yeah, are. That's right. I knew if you would see them if you just look closely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and also in Ebisutan, uh, where they are the most amused out of anybody. Uh, then we check in with our boys and girls, uh, the Straw Hat Pirates, uh, freaking out about the Yamato of it all. Uh, Kaido's son? Oh gosh, they say. Uh, but Yamato's a friend, not a foe, despite the horns. So don't be tricked. And they can read. So like, <laughs> A-plus material for this crew. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Yamato makes the sweeping declaration that has been sweeping the internet over the last few weeks uh, that they're going to be joining the ship. Get some missed reactions from the existing crew members. The classic what from Nami and Usapu. Uh, <laughs> Frankie just seems to want clarification. Uh, did you say on our crew? <laughs> Speak up, Yamato. <laughs> yeah, you sure you don't want to join Kid? Yeah. <laughs> Got plenty of space over there. And uh, surprising nobody in particular, Sanji and Brooke, uh, for it in a big way. Uh, Robin simply amused. <laughs> uh, yeah, I assume Robin is commenting on... Well, no, I don't know. She, I mean, she's right. <laughs> Regardless of who she is referring to, she's yeah. simply correct. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of in the uh, Jinbei boat of it all, but uh, I'll believe it for sure when Luffy says, yes, you may join. Yeah, I Up mean, until this what, point, the only other person that invited themselves was Vivi? Is that true? Uh, Robin invited herself. She was Robin like, kind of just her. showed up, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, uh, I got nowhere else to go. Let me stay on your ship. And Luffy reacted similarly to these people for one panel and then swiftly changed his mind to, yeah, okay, whatever. And it was the best move he ever made. Indeed. Uh, wise move past Luffy. Wise move indeed. Uh, Chopper, though, Luffy, uh, Goatman, Zoro, all busy healing and or, well, some of them are being healed. Some of them are doing the healing. Uh, all wrapped up in their own little world over there. 
Uh, Yamato takes a hot second to yell at some fleeing Kaido goons. Uh, and uh, Hamlet's here still. And the Gorilla Punch guy. Or at least his Gorilla Punch. Don't see the man himself, but he's back there somewhere, I'm sure. I hope so. Um, yeah, I like how Jinbei says he doesn't sense hostility, even though Yamato is being quite hostile at the moment. <laughs> but, uh, Indeed. You know, it's all about where that's directed. Yeah, as long as you're not yelling at, like, Chopper, you're okay in Jinbei's book. I, you know, thinking about it right now, I wonder if Jinbei really knows that Chopper is a proper crew member. He hasn't had much interaction with the rest of the crew up until literally right now. And as far as the like public opinion of Chopper is concerned, like what's in the papers and such, he's just a pet. Well, I mean, literally that the there's panel after panel of Jinbei and then Chopper healing them. Like, I'm sure that Jinbei would have checked in on his captain and seen that the little raccoon dog was you know, working on him and would have gotten the, uh, the information. He might not have known before now, but I would imagine it's pretty clear at this point. The chopper situation could be happening whole feet away. That's true. Who knows and how far. Jinbei definitely can't see that good when he's out of the water. No. That's the one downside of being a fish man, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Poor vision. Ask anybody, they'll tell you. Uh, then we take a minute to discuss what happens to the uh, people formerly mind-controlled by Tama's Tibidango. Apparently, it lasts for a month, generally speaking, but some of them just kind of choose to stay because it's chill. Do you think if she, like, gave them some more a day before it reset, it would just continue? Or do you think it has to run out completely before she can do it again? I would imagine it probably has to run out completely, uh, but I'll let you in on the secret. I'm literally just guessing. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like if she were to, you know, train her power and, like, work at it somehow, she could probably find a way to do it, but uh, that would make it pretty broken. Do you think if she had fed them two Kibidango at once, it would last for two months? Right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not in that case. Like, I don't know. She is just a kid, but I feel like that's an easy enough one to try out. What if she did one from each cheek? Well, then <laughs> all bets are off. They cancel each yeah. other out. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, no doubt she's done the experimentation required to answer all these questions. So I'll send her a letter and we'll get to the bottom of this uh, immediately. Don't Post haste. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, then we check in with uh, Horse Lena, whose real name I will remember as being Speed. There you Speed go. Speed Her name is Speed. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, she wants, uh, Tama rather, wants uh, Horse Lena to stay with her forever. But not as a servant, but as a mother. Isn't that sweet? And we had a strange little reaction shot from Nami here. She's like, shocked. Or at least lightly surprised to hear this. Yeah, and it is even weirder that it kind of happens before it's said. Uh, I... Well, I she, so. she reacts to the mommy part more than the, like, <laughs> yeah. 
stay with me yeah. forever. Yeah, which that's is true. I mean, I guess that's fine. They're both pretty shocking things. I suppose so. And throughout the fight with Big Mom, uh, after Tama got involved with it, Nami's taken on a little bit of a motherly role to Tama, or perhaps at least she feels that way in her head. Sure, uh, but I don't think Nami. she was like writing up adoption papers or anything. <laughs> Maybe not, but Nami has a history of getting very attached to orphans very quickly. Well, yeah, her mom was pretty important to her, and her backstory is, you know, pretty, pretty closely related. So it makes sense. Yeah, just got attached to her real quick, I guess. Yeah, a little bit jealous of the, the horse lady. <laughs> uh, then. Stuff is happening back on the light snails, as they are called. Yes. Uh, somebody, yet another person, is emerging from the mist. Uh, got some apologies to make. Uh, 20 years have passed since Odin has died. Good work on surviving. Here's a shocking bit of news. Uh, it's still party time. Starting tomorrow, you may do whatever you like. Uh one person here shot by the orochi of it all and uh i really really appreciate that uh when he says you may drink to your heart's content we get a like waking up shot basically of the drunken carpenter that we've seen a variety of times throughout the fire festival that's how you get his attention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the man knows what he's about <laughs> respect to him for that uh, apparently they would no longer need to pay for the water from the earth uh, no poison factories. Pretty good. No slaves. Even better. Uh, then we get a very brief uh, Tama flashback. Eh, it's not that brief. It's like a page and a half. Uh, curiously, despite having like three seconds ago uh, claimed that she wanted Speed to be her mom, when you know the emotions actually hit the fan, she does jump back in the Nami's arms. Yeah, I mean... The bond is still there, but also I wonder if it's like a translation thing where maybe it isn't really mommy. It's more of like caretaker. I don't know. But regardless, this, uh, this child's really feeling some feels deeply. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doesn't have to go hungry anymore, which relates right back to what Luffy said right at the beginning that we get reminded of right now. That by the time they leave... It'll be a place where you can eat as much as you want every single day. A bit of a tall order, but uh, they do have those uh, those mystic farms they were talking about way back when. So they, at the very least, they've got food to last them for until they can get the land back up and running, I suppose. Yeah, just get Magellan out here to suck the poison out. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. I'm sure that guy's not busy or anything. Just call him up. Yeah, um, he would love an independent country as well. So <laughs> For sure. Uh, Momonosuke makes the claim that Orochi's rule and the threat of Kaido are both over. Uh, they found faithful companions, <laughs> and as part of the specifically named Ninja Pirate Mink Samurai Alliance, they uh, they led a raid on Onigashima. And they, uh, they won. Orochi, Kaido, the whole pirate crew. All dead. Rip. Volcano and such, as I recall. Uh, everyone's all hyped up about it, except for 
uh, Kid, Law, and Beppo for some reason. Kid, I just I don't like the name that he gave it. I guess. Like, Kid, I get. I get. You know, he wasn't a part of that operation. Uh, he doesn't really even consider himself to be part of the Alliance. Uh, Law, I also kind of get, because he's kind of a generally surly fellow. But uh, Beppo is usually a, a jovial lad. And he's a mink, so he's even included in the name. Still just sad that there aren't any female bears. <laughs> aren't we all? No shame for that, Beppo. Maybe one day you'll even find one. Uh, Momonosuke mentions the sacrifices that were made as we zoom in on Carrot a little bit to remind us that Pedro has been recently murdered. Then we snap to uh, Otoko to remind us about Yasue. All feels good. Gets me right in the feels. Uh, but oh no, Momonosuke, still being an eight-year-old child who's not used to giving this level of speech, run out of stuff to say. Goes to Tinamon for guidance. Basically responds, hey man, just bluff it. Fake it till you make it and such. Yeah, as the thank, old saying goes. <laughs> thank goodness he turned to old reliable Kinemon, best yeah, talker he, of the group. I mean, at the very least, he has the greatest experience in bluffing until you win. <laughs> so that's true. I mean, he's sticking to his guns. Indeed, good old Kinemon, never change. Uh, Momonosuke is then inspired by Luffy's words from a. Uh... Oh boy, when did this? take place right before he bit kaido i think luffy said this uh yep uh he thinks back to that and he finishes out the speech my father gave me a name that means invincible i'm gonna turn this land into a paradise lend me your strength i travel here 20 years from now on i kozuki momonosuke will lead the land of wano we finally get the reveal of what he looks like in his human form a real handsome young man. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, just like Yamato, I missed the the dish on the head, but you know, he's got <laughs> he's got time to make his look his own. Yeah, he'll grow into it. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Currently, mm -hmm. not into the whole plate thing, but he'll learn. He's got retainers to point him in the right direction. Yeah, eight year olds just they don't get it. <laughs> Uh, I do really like uh, Man Momonosuke's design. I really appreciate that he's definitely got like tinges of Odin in there, but is still recognizable as himself, for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like that he looks like he has about 20 years of hair growth. That checks <laughs> out. For sure. Um, I guess his clothes grew with him. That feels good. Well, doesn't, doesn't Kinemon have that clothing thing uh yeah or we could take the more obvious solution where his clothes simply grew with him jordan yeah uh shinobu's powers are vast yeah they can do many things including grow clothes i don't make the rules take it up with her uh and he's also notably wielding his sword now the one that he didn't feel as though he was worthy of uh back when the Enma transfer was taking place before the raid. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice little little cap on it, but mm -hmm. part of me just thinks, why, why do you need a sword when you're a dragon? 
Well, he can't be a dragon all the time. He's pink. Think of what the people would say. That's a pink dragon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's, yeah, that, that would be <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being devastated, uh, pretty much all the retainers are sobbing their eyes out, except for the dog one, I guess. The one we don't get to see here for some reason. Uh, even the people, they're crying. They're just so torn up over the situation. They're so overjoyed that the Kozakis have returned. We pop back to a flashback of Odin being silly <laughs> again uh, before the declaration is made. The true Shogunate has returned. Woohoo and such. Uh, then we get a little bit of narration on the final page here. And when the warrior at last sheathed his blade, the sky of the day to come danced with spinning, fluttering petals, the land of samurai. Here, under the night blossom, stands a handsome man of eight, blessed with great dedication and mercy, and a level of strength that can be forgiven. This is the birth of the man who would later be known around the world as the great shogun of Wano, Kozuki Momonosuke, as they head back into the castle. We get a cute little shot of uh, Hiori reuniting with him for the first time. Feels good. They're both adults now, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, really puts into perspective how big Momonosuke is now. She's like two heads taller than she is, and she's not short. Yeah, uh, when the narrator said, here under the night blossom stands a handsome man of eight, he should have said, of eight feet tall. Yeah, pretty much. This man clearly rivals even our boy Brooke. Mm-hmm. Golly gee. Uh, but yeah, that is Momonosuke's reintroduction to the people of Wano. They're all pretty jazzed up about it, and I am too. For sure. Um, how often do we get statements from the narrator like this, where they say, like, where, where they imply that they have knowledge of the future? Uh, short answer, not very often. Uh, right? Specifically, I can't remember another example of this happening. It's weird, right? Like that stood out to me. I was like, this is not this is not a storytelling thing that I'm used to seeing from Oda. Um I mean, it it makes me think of like My Hero Academia because that one is a retelling of a story, you know, but I've never I've never really taken one piece that way i've always taken it as we are experiencing the journey as they are as opposed to a retelling of or, or something like that for sure now there has always been that theory that the narrator is like brooke in the distant future telling the story of the straw hats and that's why they say but, yo ho 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 so often yeah exactly uh it's just been just off screen you miss it every time somehow They've got a very good editor. <laughs> For sure. Um, I do kind of sort of have mixed feelings about it, though. Because while I and, you know, most people with the history of One Piece knows how Oda does these things, didn't really think anything was going to happen to Momonosuke. But uh, this does confirm pretty much that he's going to be just fine going forward. He's not going to, like, die somehow in the final war for some reason. Right. 
which is a bit of a shame that we just kind of know that to be fact, basically. But again, I don't think any of us really thought that might happen anyway. So no, that. and I'm not, I'm not opposed to Oda just being like, okay, I'm I'm wrapping this story up. Like, <laughs> I've spent my time on it. I don't don't ask questions. This is the button. Let's move on. <laughs> For sure. I don't think that's 100% what's happening. Obviously, we stick around in Wano for a little bit and interact with them, but, like, I, you know, don't expect too much more. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, but all in all, I think that was a great speech to cap off the battle. Uh, sure does pretty much confirm that this fight with Kaido is done, especially considering what happens almost immediately in the chapter we're about to read. Um, but yeah. I like that a lot. Well done. Yeah, it was good. Momo. I mean, uh, the these chapters, the like, you know, triumphant conclusions and summaries almost are they're always good. They come with that lighthearted feeling and sense of accomplishment that you end up craving from One Piece because Oda makes you wait so damn long to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's nice. This one had a good payoff. It was well worth it. And even throughout the drama of the lengthy, dramatic speech, you get a little bit of comedy moments, too, where he paused to ask Hinamon for help, who basically responds, just keep bluffing. Uh, you get the little bit where uh, Kid is all cheesed off because he's been being included in the alliance. It's nice. It's and and it's not right just there. like Wano-specific characters. It does check in with other people that are you know going to continue to be relevant which is smart in my opinion because it was definitely like well obviously it was a very momo heavy chapter which is again not bad or anything but i always feel weird when there's a, a chapter where like we don't see many straw hats it's like well i mean i like these characters but that those ones are why i'm here <laughs> pretty much uh, we chipped in with the Straw Hats a little bit, but like you said, this was mostly about Momono's Day presenting himself to his people, which is fine and good, and I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Claps all around. Uh, but I guess that brings us into the next chapter, 1052. This cover chapter, uh, slightly more interesting than the previous one uh seems there's a lad here by the name of gangster gastino who for some reason has failed to escape whole cake yeah that's fascinating to me we don't have like a time frame like we don't know if this is happening like in concert with the present you know or if it's like not all that long after the actual events of whole cake but in either case, Caesar, he flew away. <laughs> what yeah, what like, prevented him back? from just leaving? I can... Big Mom's got some amount of aerial control. Some of her dudes can literally fly. But the coast was totally clear when Caesar flew away from Capone and Luffy and all of them at the beach the first time round. So, and I can't imagine stopping him was the Big Mom Pirate's highest priority, what with the 
Luffy and the cake and the Capone of it all happening. So I really can't think of any legitimate reason why Caesar couldn't have just left. Maybe he I, got like hungry and had the turn back for like food, so he did not die halfway across the ocean. Or yeah, I think he's like just uh, you know high book smarts, not high street smarts. <laughs> that certainly does appear to be the case. Uh, but I am certainly more interested in where this goes now. Up until now, this whole Germa thing has just been uh, these two got captured. Uh, let's rescue them across 13 of these cover chapters apparently not including this one hard to believe we've been in this germa thing for that long but it's a little ridiculous <laughs> indeed uh but now there's a little bit of intrigue going on here which i appreciate a lot yeah i mean he's like like the title says he is a scientist and they've got pretty crazy tech he's not really that kind of scientist like He's not exactly a Vegapunk, you know, but... He's more of a chemist. Right, but I'm, I'm sure that there is some form of chemistry that's involved in Judge's process. Like, I'd, I'd be surprised if there wasn't, honestly. Um, so maybe he's thinking he can learn something and, you know, create an edge for himself. But that seems a little far-fetched and uh, very dangerous for him sure i wonder if he and judge might already have a bit of history because we know that vegapunk and queen and judge of course were on the mads scientist team back in the day before germa was formed and all that but i don't remember if it was confirmed or even hinted at that caesar was involved in all that i wouldn't be surprised but at the same time caesar doesn't seem to be a on quite the same tier of scientists as those other three guys. No, no. He also is more than willing to throw his loyalty around wherever is convenient. <laughs> For sure. Gotta do what you gotta do to live, man. Yeah. Well, now that we've talked about this cover page more than the other 13 <laughs> combined, shall we move on? I guess we must. We start off... In good old sacred land of Mary Joa, talking to the Gorosei, who are talking among themselves, and also talking to the uh, government officials on Zo. Uh, on nuts, Nika's here. Uh, big news, two of the four emperors, that's 50% for those of you crunching the numbers at home, uh, defeated in the same battle. Can't cover it up for some reason. Uh... It's bad news, but uh, somewhat unrelated to that, back at Wano, uh, Zunisha appears to have simply pieced out. <laughs> you and I speculated uh, that they might be involved in some way with the Marines here, but I guess after getting the nope, border stand closed news from Momo, uh, he's like, all right. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and I slipped. Away I don't understand this Zhao situation. Like, how did how did they get away so fast that like 
Well, I guess it is misty, but still, yeah, it's a it giant elephant. slipped away elephant. into the mist, Jordan. <laughs> it's a giant <laughs> elephant. He slipped into the mist. Some of it's them have to have observation there. hockey, and like, it's a living thi- Like, come on. What part of slipped away into the mist do you not understand? <laughs> yeah, the mist is made of hockey-blocking particles. As everybody knows, such is the power of mist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. That is totally weird. <laughs> There's got to be some beefers, at least, on those uh, Navy ships. I mean, and, like... yeah, Zunisha's <laughs> enormous, so use your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that like, even taking the like mechanics of it all out of the equation, it's weird that Zunisha showed up was hyped up for a couple chapters. It was like the big cliffhanger of like one of the Gorosei chapters. Just kind of dropped some, uh, oh, that's Joy Boy exposition for a minute, and then left. Yeah, like, Joy Boy's still there. This is still a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's weird how much focus the elephant got to literally do nothing when it got here. Right, right, and, well... Yes, it it got a lot of focus, and it focused Uh on Joy Boy. Like, maybe I just want to know more about Joy Boy, but it's all very perplexing. I guess Oda's idea here here was to just kind of hint more at, like, the connection between Zunisha and the stuff that happened in the ancient past with the attempt to pay it off during the final war or something, I guess. But just, again, just the amount of, like, hype that he chose to, like, throw upon this elephant when it first arrived was certainly not proportionate to the uh, amount of relevance it had in the here and now. But Yeah. I have faith that maybe one day it'll pay off in some small way. We will see. <laughs> For sure. Uh, apparently they are not opening up Wano, uh, which for some reason makes it impregnable, even though Luffy got there by accident not all that long ago, but the man has the luck of the devil, so it's fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that the Gorosei is taking this as like a very shrewd, like strategic tactic, <laughs> um, which I guess it is. eight year old was just like, mm, I'm not feeling it yet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We don't really know what was going through Momonose's head when he decided uh, to go ahead and nix that operation. But I guess it was wise. Yeah, I think he's just overwhelmed and, uh, you know, kind of wants to get Wano back to a properly functioning country first. Like, they got to take care of themselves before they let other people start showing up, right? For sure. But I'm also a little bit confused about what the like mechanics of what opening up the country means. Because the Gorosei guy down here says, they are not opening up the country, therefore it will remain an impregnable fortress. When the thing about Wano is that it's at the top of a rough waterfall. So, in what way is like opening the borders, quote-unquote, going to like prevent its natural barricade from being the case like i could see like zunisha coming back and like smashing something so that wano is like at sea level 
but what does that have to do with this man's perception of what opening the borders means? Yeah, I mean, you know maybe he wanted a giant elevator like they have at Mary Joa, but, like, I don't even know why they want the country to be open, necessarily. Like, what do they care? <laughs> right? Like, well, at a guess, it probably has something to do with whatever Kaido was here for in the first place. Well, um, sure, but, like, uh, th- again, what do they care if it's open or not? Uh, well, if their plan is to simply invade and take whatever Kaido wanted to be there for, then it makes a little bit of sense, but we don't know what that is, so we don't really have a frame of reference for that just yet. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of is, like, you know, public perception, I guess, but... Yeah, I guess it's not a great look for the world government that there is a pretty famous country that can keep them out. And and it wouldn't look good for them to just march on in there and be like, well... We're bigger than you, so listen to us. It's kind of their MO, though. But I suppose It is, but they don't like to tout that. They're big liars. Yeah, they like to be, like, the heads of justice. So, yeah, that all makes sense. We're keeping our eyes on you, Gorosei, so don't try any funny business. Uh, Except for immediately, because we're not quite done with them yet. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, They're talking about that. They're like, hey... uh, because the borders aren't open, we have no means of sending in a major force. Whatever you say, dude. Uh, but you, CP0 guy who fled a few chapters ago, surely you will at least bring back Nico Robin like we told you to, right? Uh, and the dude's a little bit panicky, but he does agree to do this. Uh, but somebody sends him a message. Says no. Wait where you are. I'm coming wonder who that could be definitely not someone with a color and an animal in their name uh no 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 that's ridiculous (laughs) i'm not sure where you got that idea but you take that out of your brain immediately put it on the floor smash it with a hammer (laughs) just seems like a style to pick a random color and a random animal and name a new character after him you know the it's (laughs) <laughs> the teal grasshopper. Yep, it's gonna be uh, Philip the pink badger. Okay, I like it. Yeah, we can do this. <laughs> we could write One Piece. Is pretty mm-hmm, much what I'm getting mm-hmm. at. Uh, then we pop back to the mainland, uh, back onto Onigashima, where we check in with some dudes who have been missing for a few chapters now. Uh, Drake and Hawkins. There they are. Hawkins has some words. He wants Drake to admit that he's in the Navy. Uh, Drake doesn't, which just the way he says it pretty much confirms that it is true, but whatever, I guess. <laughs> he pleads the fifth. Yeah, which, you know, makes you look is pretty Is admitting sus, guilt, but... <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then Hawkins dies. Yeah, he sure he sure does, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he, he goes through some, you know, whatever, talking about why he joined Kaido, yada yada, and then he just fucking beefs it. Yeah. And I, I do like we get a little bit more characterization and insight into his way of thinking before he eats it. It just kind of seems at odds with 
how he's been characterized up until now. But I get this first bit where he's like, oh, I decided to work for Kaido because he was heckin' scary. Um, and then he was inspired a little bit by Kid and Killer, um, but he still has a little bit of pride, you know? So even if he had foreseen them winning, uh, he couldn't see himself sucking up the kid. But then he reveals that the guy that he was talking about at the beginning of the raid that has a 1% chance of surviving was himself. But then he chose to fight on Kaido's side anyway. <laughs> this man up until now has put all of his faith into his predictions. And then he chose to risk it all on helping Kaido when he wasn't really even feeling that choice in the first place. That's, that's a little yeah. weird to me, Hawkins. It's it's very strange for him to stick to his convictions now of all times. Yeah. Like, his predictions have never been wrong. He seems to not want to die, mm-hmm. and yet he chooses the option that is almost guaranteed death. So, yeah, it's, it's very strange, very strange uh, but I don't care for the man anyway, so... He has hated kid that much that he he would rather bet on a 1% chance than take his side. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. The man has red hair, so... Too much. Him. Those are the rules. Uh, but then, yeah, he appears to be the first supernova to actually die. I guess Oda decided that he was the most disposable of the bunch... And then threw him in the trash. Yeah, gotta keep Eroge around. I suppose so. <laughs> For sure. He'll be relevant again one day, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we skip ahead seven days. The party is going strong. Uh, the kids are being retaught the proper history about how cool Odin was. Uh, getting all that Orochi business out of their heads. Uh, apparently... It is, they also hear about Dendro and all that, but back on the Paradise Farm, apparently it is the word on the street that a warrior by the name of Joy Boy is the one who defeated Kaido. Why do they think this? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not like king came down and told them yeah i mean the only ones who even know that name are momo and yamato who better know the one who defeated kaido as a monkey d luffy (laughs) not joy boy so uh, that one's a little bit strange but i guess oda is just trying to like keep luffy's name out of the legends of wano for some reason yeah i mean someone had to give them this information so someone made the like very intentional choice of doing this we just don't know why very very curious perhaps we'll have answers one day but i'm inclined to think that we will not yeah uh then we popped a ringo the snowiest place which up until recently had the most swords out of anybody. Uh, we've got a very chili-butted Kinamon and Kawamatsu uh, chatting. 
Uh, we're going to honor Odin and the other daimyo who fought, uh, including Yashue, uh, and also Ashura, Doji, and Izo, who seem to have actually, for real, died in the battle. Huh. Yeah, not uh, what I expected, but I'm glad there were consequences. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. I appreciate that some people did actually die. Uh, between maybe Orochi and uh, Hawkins and these two. That's all great. But at the same time, uh, I think the choice of which scabbards were the ones to actually bite it was a little bit curious. Because, uh, for example, Kinemon and uh, Kiku both got, like, death scenes, effectively where we were, like, told through the narrative that they were dead. They came back. Meanwhile, Ashura Doji, who died to an explosion, and Izo, who it didn't even cross my mind for a second <laughs> up until now, was actually dead. Uh, the least pop on circumstance. Theirs is permanent. Just who Oda chose to focus on the deaths of throughout the battle is a little bit strange considering who actually was the ones to die. Yeah. I think Kinemon having an actual death would have been a little bit of a stronger choice here just because of his narrative relevance and the fact that like he was kind of the one that, well, he, I mean, he's been with us the longest, right? Mm -hmm. And he has felt very strongly about this and he could effectively like, almost pass his will onto Momo as his, like, father figure. So I think that would have been really good. But also, I could see how Oda would think, like, eh, Momo's been through enough. Let's let's keep him around. I guess. I mean, I can't fault him for that too much, but don't pretend as though he died the first time around. Oh, I agree, 100%. We're watching you, Oda. You can't keep getting away with this, but he will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he uh, the Fox Monk, he's back. That feels good. Reunited with Kalamatsu. Uh, Marco shows back up and gives the okay for Izo to be buried here. Uh, says a very depressing thing about how he is somehow still alive. Uh, <laughs> the Whitebeard Pirates are literally dropping like flies, and yet the Phoenix lives on. Yeah, it's I, I have a feeling Marco's going to be saying this for a long time long time i'm not sure how many more white beard pirates there are an indeterminate number of them died to white beard in the payback war weevil's Black been beard. taking them out uh like i said died to white beard in the payback war <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean Black i'm beard sure vista's still out there kicking uh, that I'm guy's not... cool as heck I'm... I mean, he certainly does have a mustache. I'll give you that much. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure he's not literally the last one, or it would be stated here, but uh, can't imagine there's too many more. Yeah, certainly not many of the well-known high-ranking lads. Mm -hmm. uh, meanwhile, the two samurai chilling here, a little bit bummed out about how they get to live while the... Uh, couple other allies died. 
harkening back to the uh, age-old argument of the samurai about dying in battle, being honorable, and all that stuff. In contrast to Usopp's opinion, where, you know, live, yo. Uh, yeah, I guess Kinemon will give that a try for a little bit, see how he feels about it. <laughs> guess so. Uh, then, back at the Flower Capital main castle. Uh, seems that some lads are waking up. Uh, another lad is getting dropkicked by his sister, just like old times, but it's fine because it does not hurt. I mean, why would it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh... Yeah, Luffy and Zoro are awoke. Uh, one yells for meat, one yells for booze, with a considerable gap between the letters and the exclamation points in the Viz translation for some reason. Uh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Gotta fill the speech bubbles. Some... Yeah, it's off-center, too. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> not sure I what wish you did not there. point that out to me. <laughs> Uh, I will also point out that uh, Zoro's also got a line going down the center of his face because of the crease in the page for some reason. Yeah. That That's doesn't happen strange. often, but it does happen here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not even right down the center of his face. It's right next to his nose. Bummer. Yeah, I'm sad. Uh, but they're all happy and cheering. Momono's day is even bigger compared to Hiori than he was before. Um, but they're all real pleased that uh, these two have awoken. I like this little comedy bit here where they both turn and look at Momonosuke announcing about the speech. Uh, they just go right back to what they're doing because they don't recognize this man. <laughs> um, and then are shocked when they find out that it's Momonosuke. Yeah, nice. they were quite annoyed, ready to throw down probably, but mm-hmm. all is well. I also really like that... Uh, Probably Luffy's first reaction is, uh, you're an adult now, let's punch you and see how it feels. <laughs> uh, Momonosuke doesn't want that, though. He's not into it. Well, I mean, Luffy's got that one brain cell and it's pretty busy eating. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, we finally got it over with. We, I think we probably all saw it coming, the... Uh, Adult Momonosuke groping Nami and getting punched off of her because uh, he's an adult now. Uh, saw it coming a mile away. Mildly amused. We can move on. I do like that Zoro and Luffy are like, yeah, okay. I guess he is tougher. Because they've both <laughs> taken Nami's punches and have very much <laughs> not enjoyed them in the past. Indeed. Well done, Oda. Uh, and I do appreciate, to a certain extent, uh, just how heckin' pleased both Sanji and Brooke are about this justice over this perceived slight to their honor from, like, 300 chapters ago. Yeah, these fuckers will remember <laughs> anything perverted, apparently. Indeed. Doesn't matter what it is, they will hold a grudge for however long they have to. 20 years, I bet. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and then, like you mentioned before, Yabuto's putting plates on his head. Probably my favorite panel of the past two chapters, honestly. Like, has, I mean, For sure, I agree with you. But has that really been a plate on Odin's head all this time? I don't think <laughs> it's been a plate. I think it just looks like one. And this is... Like, she probably picks up, you know, serving trays and... Um, 
can't think of any other flat things like shields that people dropped or something like that. Like, and any those chance. are the only two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like a dartboard, but I don't think that fits in the One Piece universe. Uh, you're thinking of Sanji's eyebrows, and those won't fit. They're too small. Correct. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Yamato gives Momonosuke a few pats. Uh, be grateful to your parents for your sturdy body. Uh, good for you and such. Uh, then we get a little bit of a tidbit by Yamato here. And just kind of the people of Wano in general. Apparently when you make a prayer, when you pray to the gods of Wano for something, it's customary to deprive yourself until it comes true. Uh... So I guess in Wano, either a lot of people die of starvation after making wishes, or they are very careful to only make wishes for very reasonable things, because uh, that's pretty bonkers, if true. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is, but <laughs> it also, like, kind of ties in with the whole, um... Green Bull having not eaten for however freaking long, he said. Uh, if he similarly prayed for this, not sure why he would. Don't know anything about the guy. Um, but if he just decided not to eat because he wanted everyone to eat, yeah, that checks out. I suppose that's true. I have a separate theory about uh, Green Bull's... Uh fasting situation but we'll cover that when we get to the end of the chapter i think uh let's see here uh we get <laughs> i really like this like, two panel interaction between uh zoro three panels between zoro and sanji where we got that super dramatic moment in the middle of sanji's fight where he's worried about becoming a germa monster he calls up zoro he's like hey if i turn into a monster kill me afterwards and all of that amounted to nothing except for this joke here where Zoro states that he came back from the depths of hell just to fulfill that promise and kill him. Yeah, I like Zoro. this goofy side of Zoro poking out again. Like Indeed. especially after Sanji's reaction to the previous panel. Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's just like, "Oh yeah, well, okay. I'm going to I'm going to mess with you, dude." Indeed. I also really appreciate that uh, Hiori here states, hey, I have been cleaning you. I've been cleaning your body for the last seven days. Is that exciting for you? But Zoro completely ignores her and then says this bit Sanji. So that's, it really tells you where Zoro's head is at pretty much always. <laughs> yeah, it's the most in-character thing I've seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, then we get this little bath scene. That has been setting the internet ablaze uh, for the last uh, several days. Uh, I am annoyed that that is the case, but here we are. Uh, Yamato went into the men's bath, uh, really setting off Sanji in particular. Uh, Kiku is in the women's bath, and that's where they both belong. That's pretty much the long and the short of it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I got I got no reason to comment on this. Mm -hmm. It's a big who boy on the internet right now, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, the internet is a silly place. <laughs> that it is. 
Uh, apparently, they're going to have a feast again. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> who boy. Guess these people of Wano are really eating their weight and food. Uh, yeah, they're several burning times through their over. stockpiles. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Seven days it's been like this. And then Luffy's only just now getting in on the action. <laughs> so oh my they're goodness. really in trouble. Yeah, they're, they are not prepared. Quite so. Uh, let me pop on out to the port where we see the ships of Luff and Kid and Law all side by side after having been repaired by uh, Frankie and company. We get a very chill panel of Usopp taking a swig of coffee or something that I really like. Um, <laughs> he looks so gosh darn pleased. <laughs> yeah, he's so satisfied. You got the General Frankie, the Frankie show again in the background too, which is really impressive. <laughs> Uh, Beppo, you know, understandable, but even Kid, or Killer, whichever one he is, uh, really impressed by the Frankie Shogun. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, Killer sees his boss, like, make these crude robots sometimes, (laughs) and now he sees that Frankie just, like, has one that he keeps in mint condition all the time. (laughs) Like, I can understand being amazed by the difference between that. A professional's work. Versus in amateurs. Basically, yes. <laughs> Indeed. And then uh, those two other guys over there are impressed too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, kid who is nearby uh, doesn't want Killer and Co. to get too chummy with them. Uh, because I don't know how it's going to leak, says Kid, but it's gonna. They'll be talking about replacements for the four emperors. Uh, nuts. Uh, law agrees, uh, just because it's it's good that they can't see us from the outside, uh, but that means that we can't see what's going on in the outside either. Beppo and Co. all hyped up about the potential numbers, and who should show up, topical as ever, but Apu, and uh, that one number that's still kicking. Yep. <clears throat> Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Really glad that guy's sticking around. <laughs> uh, Apu is here to say, now I don't know how this information got out, but uh, heck, it did. Uh, but I have the bounties right now. <laughs> Throws down the paper. All of your bounties, he says. And the names that they're calling the new emperors of the sea. Wowie zowie. Pretty big. Uh definitely a nice place to set up the 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 button of next chapter oh for sure uh you know that oda is real jazzed up about dropping this huge bomb on us probably and then piecing out for four weeks (laughs) absolutely (laughs) people i mean depending on what happens i'm sure people will be going nuts with theories and such over it for those four weeks that he's on break so uh I turbulent so. time. Uh, I do want to talk about the bounties, but uh, let's finish up the chapter since we're almost done real quick. Yeah. Uh, somebody is approaching the mainland of Wano. Uh, where are you? Says somebody. I already told you, I'm in the air, says Sakazuki. Uh, that's a real me thing to say there, Green Bull. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Sakazuki replies, where in the air? You fuck. Uh, it's Wano. Don't make things worse. Uh, but he knows, so he shouldn't worry. It's fine. 
I see no situation where this goes poorly for a kind. It's going to be great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, apparently Green Bull is uh, basically there. He is nigh on, nigh on in the country already. Uh, an admiral is going. And uh, not only an admiral, but one that has grown a flower out of his back that can be used as a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you said you had your theory on why he hadn't eaten. And, like, as much as I said what I did earlier, like, it does seem like this guy might have some sort of flower fruit or plant fruit and he can therefore like vibe (laughs) yeah and and therefore maybe he can like photosynthesize or something but uh it seems a little weird to make that big of a deal out of it if that is the case uh i I don't know i could see him being like i can see it turning into a situation where he lands you know he's a silly man it seems and he's going to be like hey Check out my powers. I can make flowers. Want to know why I haven't eaten in three years? Because that's how flowers are. And then he just kind of laughs it off as a joke and moves on with his life. I think it's very like Oda to set up a serious, relatively serious thing, like a three-year-long fast for people to, like, chew on and theory bait for a few years Mm -hmm. and then throw it away as a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like the one thing we know about this guy, and it has mm-hmm. stirred up a lot of conversation. So, if that's true, then mission accomplished for sure. Indeed. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on this man for the moment. Um, I think I'll touch back on him in a little bit here. But uh, since it is pretty much our last opportunity, certainly for this arc... Um, but possibly for the entire franchise, to theorize about uh, bounty increases. I guess now was the time to do so, huh? Uh, Yeah, most definitely. Do you want to give a rundown of where everyone's bounties were prior to this, or do you want to just jump into predictions? Uh, I do not have a full list of where everyone's were before, so I guess we will just jump into predictions. Oh, well, go ahead then. Okay, uh, so I'm just going to go in order of joining the crew. Uh, Luffy at 1.5 billion, Zoro 320 million, Nami 66 million, Usopp 200 million, Sanji 330 million, Chopper 100 Barry, Robin 130 million, Frankie 94 million, Brooke 83 million, Jinbei 438 million. And I don't think Yamato has one. <laughs> Almost certainly not. They've just been kind of chilling on Wano forever, as far as they're concerned. Yeah. So that pretty much uh, I also have kids and laws, but I don't know if you were considering those two when you were thinking about this. Uh, um, I was. They are the only other two on my list, aside from Killer. Same. Well, I don't care about Killer. <laughs> um, kid was at $470 million and Law was at a measly $300 million embarrassing numbers for those two for sure (laughs) uh so i guess i'll just start at the top uh monkey d luffy i think gonna hop right on up to a around five billion berries i said six 
Uh, why all the way to six? Uh, because of the Nika of it all. I think that the world government needs to get serious now, and if they don't, they're gosh darn fools. I see. I said five billion because it was the next round number above Kaido's 4.6, but I also could see it popping up to 5.6 billion um, for the, the Gomu joke. Um, plus, oh, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Plus, that would be a full billion above Kaido's, which I could see being a thing because of, like you said, the neat of it all. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what, like, Shanks is at or what Roger was at or anything, but I could see, yeah, any of the three numbers that we just threw out working. I think Roger was at 5.5, which really got people crunching on that 5.6 number back in the day. Just like, oh, mm -hmm. it will be Gomu and just above Rogers and all that crap. Uh, I don't remember Shanks's, but I think it's only a little bit less than Kaido's and Big Mops. But... Gotcha. Uh, how about Rovanoa Zoro? Uh, I have him and Sanji finally having equal bounties. Two billion. All the way up to a whole two billion, huh? I think so. I mean, like, King and Queen were getting pretty close. They were at, like, 1.5 or 1.6 from what I remember. King um, and Queen were at 1.32 and 1.39, respectively. Okay, so maybe Just not quite 1. to 5. 2 billion, but like, I could see them getting within a few hundred mil of that. Sure. But I do think that they should, like, level out. I think that them being equal at the end would be just a nice touch, especially since Sanji had a little bit of time in the limelight. Yeah. That would be nice, but I don't see it happening. Uh, I put Zoro at 1.5, just a nice round number, nest above uh, Kane's 1.39. Then Sanji, just below that, uh, 1.4 billion. Uh, I mean, yeah, I thought about that. I, I could totally see that happening. I just hope that it doesn't. Agreed. Maybe one day. I mean, we don't even know for sure if these are going to be, like, their final numbers, but I mean, what right. else is going to happen throughout the franchise that might make their bounties go up? You know, we're going into the final saga or whatever pretty soon. and It would feel gonna... weird to get an update in the middle of that. Yeah, I mean, that's where, like, taking down the world government or whatever. So, like, who's going to put a bounty on their head? <laughs> right, and it's it's not like... It's not like Dragon necessarily has a bounty, right? Like, it's just, you know, number one criminal or whatever. Like, right. you just, you reach a point. People assume that he's got literally the highest bounty, but that's literally just an assumption. Right. Uh, what you got for Nami? Uh, Nami, I put at 420 million. Oh, I only put her at like 350. Uh, I gave her a big boost because of the probable credit for ulti. Um, I think I put her just above ulti. What was that? Ulti bounty. It is a whopping 400 million. So her having 
less than the one she technically defeated doesn't quite sit right with me. Yeah, it's the technicality of it that got me, but I guess I have to take into account that Apu is the one reporting this, so like, indeed, that does change things. Even the stuff he wasn't there for. Yeah, that's <laughs> real weird. Indeed. I mean, like, the bounties are being decided by the world government, so... I would imagine their information is based off what CP0 was telling them, which is probably fairly accurate because of the Marys. Um, yeah. So in that sense, maybe considering that Zeus was the one that technically took down Ulti, I could see a possibility where Big Mom gets full credit for that, and thus her bounty does not go up all that much. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, how about Usapu? I, this one I kind of just wasn't <laughs> even sure, man. I, I went for 500 million, but like, what did he really do, right? Like, yeah. I was thinking 500 mil at first, but then I bumped it down to 400 million because he right. didn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. But like, it has to go up mm-hmm. and 500 felt good, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like he still has to be higher than Nami, and that's, like, pretty much where I draw the line. <laughs> I also think he should be higher than Nami, but only because he started, like, as far as current bounties go, so much more than hers. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, he, he was also... so close to Zoro and Sanji before this, and yeah. then... <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And he did also trick some mooks into thinking that he had Conqueror's Hockey. So I'm not sure if that's going to actually factor in, but it could. That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. Uh, we already discussed Sanji. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> personally, <laughs> I think Chopper is going to go from 100 to 1,000. But I put him up to 1 million. Just one. Really? I personally think that the... <laughs> chopper being perceived as a pet thing joke has run its course um so i hope i think that that is that has been true for a long time (laughs) i mean for sure um i think it is time for chopper to get a proper bounty uh but at the same time i think that oda's too attached to this jag so a million seemed like a fair compromise and i jumped it up even that high because um i think it's possible that uh up who and or the Marys seeing Chopper and Monster Point bop Queen in the heck and face and also declaring for all to hear that he's not a Tanuki might get the newspapers on his side this time. Yeah, Maybe. Chopper's kind of one of the ones that I'm most interested in seeing. So, mm-hmm. And we'll I think, there. in fact, his wanted poster might actually be Monster Point this time. Wouldn't that be That fun? would be neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin. Uh, either 660 million or 666 million. I went straight to a billion. <laughs> really? I mean, I think she deserves it, but I feel yeah. like the 666 with the devil would be really good. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Oda does like his, his number puns. Yeah. Um, if the world government were taking, like, her full threat to account, like... She's the only oh, she one should be like four billion almost. Yeah, and now Luffy being Nika slash Joy Boy, and the government is finally taking her knowledge seriously for the first time in a long time since so they want to actually capture her. 
I think, like you said, it should be a few billion. But considering how lowball she's been up until then, I kind of restrained myself and <laughs> stopped at one. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll see if the pun wins or <laughs> if the actual story wins. <laughs> it really could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what you got for your boy Frankie? Uh, Frankie, I just put at a round five hundred million. It's the next like round number above Sasaki's four hundred and seventy-two, which is a bit boost for Frankie, but it's kind of how it works when you beat somebody with a bit bounty. Yeah, Frankie's bounty has been too low for too long i mean same thing for robin in my opinion but for sure uh i'll, I'll buy the 500 mil checks out how about brooke brooke's another one of the like <laughs> less uh concrete ones in my opinion like i just kind of put him at 200 million question mark like <laughs> it feels incredibly low but again what did he do besides support people I boosted Brooke up a little bit more than you to 300 million just because this potentially being Brooke's endgame bounty, 200 million or below seemed a little low for like mm-hmm. the Pirate Kings crew. Um, but like you said, he did arguably less than even Usopp did <laughs> during the raid. Yeah. Um, Bonkers. But just by association with Luffy, 300 seems feasible to me. Yeah. Uh, Jinbei. Jinbei, I put 750 million question mark. (laughs) I... I don't know, man. I feel like (laughs) Jinbei has been a problem for the government for a long time. So I want him to be higher. I put him at, like, around 2 billion, actually. Oh, that's a sizable buff. Wow. More than even... Well... What did you say for Sanji and Zoro again? Uh, two billion. Okay, so roughly on par with those guys. Okay. Yeah, probably a little bit above, like just by the power scaling of it. But like, he definitely did not get the spotlight as much as everyone else. But I think just the fact that he has been a thorn in the government side for so long, and now he's officially with the Straw Hats. Like, I feel like they should bump him up. But who knows? Agreed. I mean, he was at 438 million before. Like, that is true. That's the highest out of anyone. Well, yeah. except for Kid and Luffy, of course. That's true. Jinbei, I thought, was in a bit of a weird spot. Probably being arguably the fourth strongest member, depending on your perspective on things. And, and where you are. <laughs> true. And to me, he's probably capable of taking down Jack, you know, a like Yonko commander tier guy with over a billion berry bounty. Mm-hmm. But then Oda chose to not make him do it. <laughs> he took for story on, reasons. Well, sure, but he could have had Jack be the one who was like formerly uh, CP zero or whoever. He could have had that been anybody, but he chose sure, yeah. a comparatively lesser guy. Yeah, that's um, true. And who's who's bounty was only 536. Um, so by my prior logic, I would have bumped up up to 600 million. But it's Jinbei, and I think that's a little bit low. <laughs> so compromised up to 750. But I could see him going up to like a billion-ish. I'd buy a billion. I, I 
don't think it's appropriate. Well, I think it's, hmm. I don't think it's enough, but I, I would be somewhat satisfied. Agreed. Uh, how about Yamato? Uh, with Yamato, I put 1.5 billion just because like Kaido's son joining the Straw Hats, um, gotta, gotta keep up with the other ones, arguably pretty close in strength to Zoro, Sanji, and Jinbei, so. I thought about 1.5 to 2 billion, but then I thought about that being a starting bounty, and it was ridiculous to me. (laughs) But also only bounty, maybe. That's true, but I only compromised a little bit. I bumped it down to 1 billion. Fair. I mean, we're we're spitballing here, obviously, but um, something something pretty dang high. Indeed, I can't imagine it being less than a billion. But again, even that would be like so big. They said that Luffy's starting bounty of thirty million was like unprecedented. So like, yeah, but I mean the 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 son of a Yonko, like, yeah. Names and blood do carry a lot in this universe, you know? That's true. And they're a mythical Zoan, like... Well, I don't know, maybe... hmm. We don't know how long the world government knew Ace's lineage, but he was only Mm. 500 million when he died, and he was the son of Gold Roger. That's true. But they also didn't want that to be known. They don't have to justify their decisions. <laughs> they do whatever they want. No, that's true. The yeah, laws I don't of, know. The laws of time and space do not constrict these people. That's all I'm saying. Correct. Uh, so maybe even a billion's a bit high, but taking into account the logic of maybe only bounty Yamato gets seems reasonable. We also don't know for sure if Yamato is really leaving uh, Wano. They're saying that they're going to, but Luffy has not given the official okay on that yet. So we'll see how that. I don't see out. why he would say no unless he's like, "You gotta be here to help Momo," but Momo has plenty of help. So, yeah. Kinemon, both halves. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then Law and Kid, I gave an equal bounty of four point five billion. I gave him five because I mean my Luffy was higher, so that yeah. checks out. Indeed. And they took out Big Mom together, so I don't think they would get, like, different bounties, at least not by very much. But yeah. I also don't think they would get as big a boost as Luffy did, because Luffy took out Kaido face effectively solo. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, they they would be getting a bigger boost, for sure. Right. Um, well, that's but true. But not as high of a peak. Exactly. Uh, and probably gonna get the other two Emperor titles, if I were to hazard a guess. <laughs> Uh, I think that it will be them, and, uh, well, okay, I mean, what are the chances of Buggy being a Yonko? Or an Emperor? I mean, I I didn't especially want to go into it, because I've been seeing people, like, memeing that as though it is fact. I don't know if it is actually like a spoiler or not, or if it's just like people being silly. Um, but oh, people... I just think it's fitting for <laughs> Buggy's character. Like how? Okay, let's entertain the possibility for a second here. How on earth would the government have gotten this impression of him after last time we saw him? 
sure. Buddy was making a name for himself as like a leader of men. You know, he was putting out like a mercenary business effectively. But he was also, I think he said that like the the giants that he lost to Luffy <laughs> were like his strongest guys, you know. And Luffy took that guy out with one punch. So apparently Buddy's dudes are not all that impressive. And then he was kicked out of the warlords and he had somebody on him so something really wacky <laughs> would have had to happen uh i could see them happen. almost using him as like you know their inside guy like they got him in a very bad way and they <laughs> they're gonna use him as almost a i don't know like a a drake figure or whatever to well. try to get information well, you have to consider that the title of, like, Emperor of the Sea isn't, like, an official designation that the government gives, right? It's just kind of, like, a reputation thing based on, like, the media and public perception, you know? It's not, like, an official title. So anybody, as long as, like, Big Newt Morgan's decrees it so effectively, could be considered a, a warlord or a, an emperor. So I don't think it's... Yeah. I don't think it quite it, jives it, that they would like somehow have a mole among them. Hmm. Unless they have wardens in their pocket too, which is true on some days, it seems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I was relying a bit more on that than uh, than not, but I don't know, it's just fun to think about. If it turns out to be true, I will be truly appalled, but uh, also entertained. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if Luffy gets one of the spots, Buddy does, uh, Shanks and Blackbeard remain the same. Are we just back at four Yonko as far as the media is concerned? Or are we at the five still with, uh, either Kid or Law getting a spot? See, that's, that's like where the fact that they took out Big Mom together and the fact that there's this whole alliance thing kind of muddies the waters mm -hmm. like i could well it wouldn't make sense for them to see like this as a alliance between the heart and kid pirates like that would feel weird to me right um and i don't think they could make like two people one <laughs> emperor type deal because it's again like you said it's it's not a it's not like a paid position like the <laughs> exactly. uh the warlords are yeah um so yeah i don't know maybe the... maybe <laughs> maybe kid and no i don't know i got nothing maybe just a cheese off kid in law Apu's leaked intel was that they were both acting as subordinates to Luffy, and neither of them get in. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I could see that, for sure. But if that's the case, him having kid-in-law as subordinates would probably make Luffy's bounty skyrocket even more. So, uh, 100 trillion berries for Luffy. There we go. There we go. <laughs> They're just printing money. Pretty much. Uh, I also put Killer at 500 million, but I do not have an explanation typed out here, so we'll just take that as fact. There you go. Sure. 
works for me. Sounds too high, but I mean, he did some stuff. So he sure did. Uh, before we move on to uh, the end, I guess a um, couple other things I wanted to note. Uh, couldn't help but notice how Robin is the only straw hat uh, totally absent in this entire chapter. After being after it's mentioned at the beginning of the chapter that uh, the Gorosei still want her, you know. Uh, I think personally she's probably just like off screen looking for and or reading the Ponoglyph. Um, but it's a little bit suspicious, so I'm slightly worried for her. Yeah, I imagine that you're right about the Ponoglyph thing and we'll get an update next chapter where like, you know, Green Bull or this CP0 dude like confront her. Um, and that's where I'm at. Then the final thing I wanted to talk about was the <sighs> the claims slash belief that Wano has literally one chapter left because like in Oda's blurb about him taking his break, he was like, "Okay, Wano is over. We're moving on to the final uh, the final saga, basically." But I and while I personally think that that claim is greatly exaggerated. I don't think there's much chance that we all, we're out of Wano, like, literally one chapter from now, you know? Um, I think we can get a little bit of wiggle room here. Uh, but let's entertain the possibility that we're wrapping up, like, imminently. Uh, I got a little list of loose threads that were introduced in Wano that still have to be wrapped up in some capacity, unless Oda just chooses not to address them. You ready for this? Are you sitting oh comfortably? Yeah, this, this definitely doesn't sound like a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. Here we go. Uh, and this one's just speculative. But Toki was seemingly born during the Void Century and has time travel powers. So I would not be surprised if something to do with the Void Century was literally written in Odin's journal. So Odin's journal and slash void century stuff still has to be addressed in some capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, Kaido's road ponoglyph and probably his other road ponoglyphs, Robin related things for sure. Uh, Kaido's I'm here because it's Wano statement, which is related to probably Big Mom's uh, question of is some of the One Piece here thing from uh, when she fell down a big hole? Remember that? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, it's not happening right this second, but eventually Wano's borders do have to be opened, according to Momonosuke and the big elephant. Um, I also guess that Big Mom's crew just kind of left. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> they were not down a second time, were just too dejected to make any further attempts than that. Uh, speaking of Big Mom, though, uh, what actually is going to happen? To Big Mom and Kaido. I know they exploded in like a volcano or something, but it's been seven days since then. <laughs> what happened to them after that? Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get like a cover story on these two. I think the most likely is that Oda just says in like an SBS eventually, oh yeah, the government scooped them up and they're in Impel Down now or whatever. But uh, tell us so. These are the two biggest antagonists so far, and we just kind of let them get blasted off by like Team Rocket. 
Yeah. Uh, we still don't know what happened to Kinemon's wife, Otsuru, after the whole Okabore town got burned by Hold'em. Uh, I don't think she's actually dead, but we haven't seen her, and that hasn't yeah, been addressed. It's been a while. <laughs> Indeed, for sure. Um, and then, of course, the whole capturing Robin situation, and now an admiral is at our doorstep imminently. So uh, that's a lot to wrap up in one chapter. I'm inclined to think. <laughs> a lot of yeah. Credit. I mean, the fact that uh, the people were talking about Joy Boy already having left the island, like, I mean, again, yeah, where true. are they getting this information? What do they know? Uh-huh. Uh, but that makes me say, like, yeah, the crew's probably leaving, but we'll stick around and. I mean, hopefully tie up some of these loose ends. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. They're not all going to be chapter cover stories. Like, <laughs> nah, they will. We got to focus on the Vinsmokes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, clearly. And Caesar. <laughs> yeah. Most important lads. Uh, but yeah, maybe some of these things will be addressed just kind of going forward, like the Toti and the Void Century thing. Um, I guess we can just kind of assume that, like, oh, off screen, we got a rubbing of the poneglyph that we'll deal with when we get the last one. You know, that kind of shit. Um, but uh, some of these things very specific to where we currently are. So I guess we'll find out later. Uh, anything else you had to say about any of these two chapters? Uh, I thought about talking on this theory that I've seen a lot of green bull being zoro's dad but i wouldn't even know what to say so like i think that's ludicrous but uh yeah exactly people can think like, what they want right so just I, you know didn't want people to think that we hadn't thought of it or whatever but that's literally it i can kind i mean there's no basis for it but i could believe if green bull was from wano but it's a huge leap to take that and be like, oh yeah, Zoro's dad. Duh. <laughs> yeah, Clearly. green and from Wano, therefore mm-hmm. Zoro's dad. Of course. And plant powers, that obviously adds into it because Zoro is a moss head. There you go. Yeah. The man is <laughs> literally right. flying to Wano. Like, if he was Zoro's dad, he would have gone the wrong direction yeah, and true. would have probably died. We've actually so. debunked this theory live on the podcast, so... uh Take that as hard evidence, uh, theory crafters. Um, and I think that message is a good way to wrap up this week. Uh, yeah, we're done here. No break next week. The final chapter before the break releases this upcoming Sunday, June 19th. Feel free to send in your thoughts on this chapter to uh, Inherited Will Podcasts at gmail.com. That is our email account on Twitter to at inherited underscore will, or simply in a comment on the YouTube video. As always, thanks for listening.